No clash. Cordy Cronin, Harry Lyles Jr., Kevin Blackstone. Steelers over the Browns last night. That last ball, any of you calling an illegal contact? Sean oh, Watson. Uncatchable. Sean Watson's struggles continue. We'll talk about that. Also, Saints over the Panthers. A third of all 2-0 teams in the league are in the NFC South. What's that about? And Bryce Young's home debut. Yeah. The center's over there. Bryce, let's go around the horn. <laughs> I've seen how many, I've seen Hall of Fame quarterbacks do that before. John Elway's done that before. That's okay. But when you see it, you still get a laugh, right? <laughs> the latest on Nick Chubb for the second straight week, a catastrophic Season-ending injury on Monday night. We're not going to show you the replay here. The turf grass debate. Well, this one was on grass, but does that have anything to do with it either? It had just a pall over the game and a pall over the Browns' season once again. Well, when play resumed, though, it was Pittsburgh doing just enough in this mistake-filled bula base of a game. Fire Matt Cannon a chance. Cascading down in Pittsburgh to fire the offensive coordinator in week two here. But some of that on Pickett and his second straight off game as well. And also, another struggle for Deshaun Watson. Where should the Browns be with him right now? Last year, of course, there was rust, understandably, in his half a season. Through two games, 55% completions, and he's missing receivers five yards out of bounds on some hucking prayers. Turnovers were huge and hideous as well, and personal fouls. So I'll ask whether any of you are beginning to doubt where Deshaun Watson and the Browns are right now. But, Courtney, let's start with your takeaway from Steelers over Cleveland. I want to start with the team that won and Mike Tomlin's response to those fire Matt Canada chants that we heard loud and clear on the broadcast. He said today, I appreciate their passion, referring to the fan base, which might lead you to believe that he, too, is not happy with the state of this offense right now. Let's start with Kenny Pickett. The interception on the first drive, not great. The reason that the Steelers were able to stay in this game and end up pulling out a win is because they had two incredible defensive plays from Alex Highsmith and from uh, T.J. Watt. But offensively, they looked like a mess. This doesn't look like the, t the Kenny Pickett that we saw in the preseason. He's throwing behind yeah. receivers. He missed George Pickens on a slant route. It just doesn't look good. But where's the run game? This was supposed to be a big part of their offense. They had 55 total yards by the time this game ended, minus, or one rushing yard total in the first half. And by the end of the fourth quarter, I think they had minus seven yards in that period alone. So a lot to work through here on defense. But fortunately, they have a great defense. But a quick follow-up. The problems on offense, do you see that more as an offensive problem or a Kenny Pickett problem? Right now, it's a Kenny Pickett problem because of some of these layups, these bunnies that he was missing yesterday. And that's not the guy that we saw in the mm. preseason where interceptions were not an issue at that. Bill Plaschke, bring you in here. Take away uh, Steelers over Browns. You know, I couldn't stop watching Deshaun Watson, and I couldn't co stop covering my eyes when watching Deshaun Watson. He's, he's a shell of himself. Who is this guy? In eight games since he joined the Browns, he's accounted for 11 touchdowns and nine turnovers. He's been awful, all, arguably the worst quarterback in the NFL during that time, to judge him by the, all the numbers. He's, he's, he, he looks lost out there. He looks confused. He looks slow. I don't understand. All the money they gave him, they had to be so worried about him. He had a chance to win the game yesterday, and he couldn't do it. He ended up with that, that uncatchable ball. That was not pass interference. That was an uncatchable ball, which is typical of how his game was. Two turnovers led to two touchdowns for the Steelers. 
Deshaun Watson, where are you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was calling for illegal contact. That's what I said, at least in the tease of the show, because it, it may have been before the pass. But Kevin Blackstone on, on the takeaway from last night, is it about Cleveland or Pittsburgh to you? No, I'll follow up on what Bill said. It's got to be Cleveland for me right now. You know, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, he'll figure that thing out. He always does. But the Steelers invested so much in Deshaun Watson, and he is not himself anymore. I mean, since he's come back, his, his uh, completion percentage is down, his TD percentage is down. He doesn't appear to be able to get away from pass rushers anymore, which is one of the things that made him so special. Um, So what do you have left? No wonder he was so frustrated last night. Two flags on him for grabbing a face mask. When have you ever seen that from a quarterback? And then the incident with the referee, not good. And now he doesn't have a running back. Nick Chubb, a guy who spoke out, was on that Zoom call this summer um, with the other running backs talking uh, talking about contracts, a guy who the first NFL running back in history to go five straight years, first five straight years um, with a five uh, uh, yards per game average, and now he's, he's out, obviously, for the season. Um, that franchise right now is broken, and there's no way to repair it. Mm. And Harry Lyles Jr.? Well, first, you know, we talk about Steelers fans wanting to fire their offensive coordinator. I feel like we do that every year with this team. A team obviously filled with a lot of tradition, that being one of them. Uh, but I do think that they'll be okay because of how great that defense has played and the talent that's on it. T.J. Watt is finally healthy, and we saw that last night. But the Browns are in a place where they cannot run and hide from this terrible Deshaun Watson contract anymore. In eight games, he's got 11 combined touchdowns and nine turnovers. And one of the things that gave the Browns any hope at all this year was the fact that you had Nick Chubb and the fact that you have a defense that a lot of people fear. And you just lost one of those things. So now you're in a place where there is no hiding from Deshaun Watson and the fact that he has not looked like the same player in almost three years now. So I don't know where the Browns go from from that because he's got a no-trade clause. There's no easy way out from that. I think they would owe something like $100 million if they cut him. Um, So you have to figure that out at some point. And I think we're going to get to a place where we saw all the hype for DTR, his backup, in the preseason. It's not going to be a a long time before you start seeing people perhaps starting to call for him because of how poor Deshaun Watson is. So I'm hearing from three panelists here. Six games last season and two games this season is not too early to say we may have made a huge $230 million mistake. That's enough time. With training camp, that's enough time. He should be better than this. The Nick Chubb injury, both brutal and for for Chubb, of course, full pause, and for the team. But I want to get to what Blackstone was saying about the running back position. Courtney Cronin, your thoughts on that? How ironic was the timing that the NFL filed a grievance against the Players Union yesterday about the alleged, uh, what they were alleging that the Players Union told players running backs to feign injuries or exaggerate them to help with contract negotiations, and then Nick Chubb ends up going down with a very gruesome injury. He's the heart and soul of this team. With him out, they can look to some trade candidates, maybe Cam Akers ends up being the guy that they end up going after, but this has got to be on Deshaun Watson. You paid $230 million to bring in somebody who had a total QBR of 16.5 last night and was sacked six times some of which he caused by himself. He's got to be the one to pull this team out of this rut right now with Nick Chubb on the sideline for the air. We've been horned. We'll move on to last night's other game. The NFC South right now. Tampa 2-0, Atlanta 2-0, and New Orleans 2-0. Who had that? More 2-0s in division than the entire AFC right now. But the eye test, this Derek Carr pick that he threw into triple coverage... 
means it was six to three at the half. And the final was Saints 20, Panthers 17. Bill Plaschke, how good of a 2-0 are these Saints? They are good. I love me some Derek Carr. I saw him, what a leader he was out here in, in, for, for Vegas. He had a terrible defense. Now he's got a great defense. They did not a lot of penalties. He completed 80% of his passes in the second half for two touchdowns. Okay. When the big moments come, Derek Carr steps up. This, this is really the kind of team he's always wanted, always needed. He has four completions of more than 40 yards. That's the most in football right now. Derek Carr and the Saints, I'm, I'm all in. Kevin Blackstone, you're shaking your head no. You seem perplexed by Plaschke's argument there, please. I mean, congratulations on being 2-0. and They won a week ago by a point. They won last night over a rookie quarterback, 20-17. to I like Derek Carr, too. I think he's been a punching bag unnecessarily. Um, but you know what? Talk to me after they play Green Bay, after they really have to put up some points and see how stout the defense will, will be. I'm not sold on the Saints <laughs> just yet. Wait, so Green Bay's the barometer? Whether the Saints are for real? Very interesting. Harry Lyles Jr. on the 2-0 and New Orleans Saints. KB, I'm glad you mentioned the Packers because, you know, it's really funny. Another team that's 2-0 in the NFC South is the Atlanta Falcons, and they just beat those Green Bay Packers. And I tell you oh, what, that's I think that they that's might be that's the best pick. team in the NFC South. And B. John Robinson also might already be the best running back no, in the NFL. I, I, I don't I mean, want to be you dramatic, make a fine argument but I'm going to call it today. Can, can we please talk about the team we saw last <laughs> night, the New Orleans Saints? And I, mean, I showed you the Derek Carr pick. And in fairness, that was his one for the game, Courtney Cronin. But that, that was a tough and ugly pick. How 2-0 are these 2-0 Saints? Their defense is keeping them in games, and that's the reason that Derek Carr can make mistakes like that and be able to rebound. This is the 10th straight game where New Orleans defense has held opponents under 20 points, okay. and they got pressure with four. They didn't have to blitz last night, which is great. When you have a division where you face quarterbacks who are young, like Bryce Young and Desmond Ritter, twice in a season, you've got seven you can commit to coverage. That's a really – that's the caveat here where Dennis Allen's able to get very creative in the way that he attacks these passing offenses. So I think as far as – is, you know, their strengths. It's obviously on the defensive side of the ball, but Derek Carr's going to end up working through things. He said during the game that he learned some things on the fly with his receivers about where they might want the ball placement, so hopefully for their sake they can carry that. So am I learning here that this panel thinks the Saints are for real or their defense is for real and that they could build upon defense. them? Harry's got Atlanta in the division. I know that. <laughs> we, you didn't even mention Saints the team that played last night in our... Saints win the division. Let's ask a question about Bryce Young here because it was his home debut. The numbers in the end were better than last week, but a lot of those numbers came on a last drive versus a prevent defense for New Orleans. Harry, anything jump at you with the number one pick, good or bad? Uh, for me, a lot of it's good. You can still see his really natural and good game instinct. The thing that concerns me about them and him is the fact that he's been pressured on 33% of all of his dropbacks, which is the highest in the NFL. If you look towards a team like, I don't know, the Cincinnati Bengals, who also took a guy number one overall, and how they haven't necessarily protected him and how that is turning out, that for me is my biggest concern with the Panthers and Bryce Young. would jumped out you, uh, Bryce Young. You could hear on the broadcast when you, he was going up to the line of scrimmage yelling, kill, kill, kill. That's on play calling because he sees something clearly pre-snap that he has to adjust to. But that's a really good sign. Somebody like him who's young in this in the NFL can go and make those adjustments at the line of scrimmage, even if his team can't run the right Bill play. Bill He looks like a good college quarterback who's lost in the NFL. He hasn't completed the pass of longer than 15 yards yet. They're not, they're not really testing him. They're rushing him. He, he, he seems lost. Kevin Blackstone. 
And that's the why he's a rookie quarterback. We see this from time to time. Trevor Lawrence started out. He didn't look very good. You get a few games under your belt. We know this guy can play. He played the top level in high school, the top level in college. He'll figure it out. There are jokes going around that he had better supporting players around him at that point in high school and at that point in college, which is a growing. Well, this is what happened. You get drafted number one, typically you're going to a team that has a ways to go to compete. We'll take a break right here. Buy or sell on the other side. Around the Horn is brought to you by the Lexus RX line. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. The latest on Joe Burrow. His status for this week up in the air. Re-aggravating the calf last week. The team is 0-2, and they host the Rams Monday night. Bengals fans ready to dig underground in a hole. Can't think of the word for that. Bill, make the call. Play or rest Burrow. Got to rest Burrow. I've seen the Rams defense. You don't want to put him out there against this swarming Rams defense. He is He's struggling. He's really not himself. 0-11 on downfield passes. Jamar Chase hadn't caught a touchdown pass. His 4.2 yards per attempt is the worst in the NFL in 20 years after two, after two games. He's just been he's just been hurt. You don't want to get him more hurt, especially against the Rams. What if they fall low in three, Bill? Well, they have the Titans come up coming up next, and the uh, they have two in the Cardinals. They can get they, they can get it back. Courtney Cronin. They've got Seattle after that, and then the bye week in Week Seven. The best course of action here right now is to put him on IR, as tough as that is a pill to swallow. I thought Jamar Chase articulated it perfectly in the postgame locker room that he wishes they would have sat him from the start. Mm. Maybe they wouldn't be in this situation, but Jamar, uh, Joe Burrow, can't. he's a right-handed quarterback, so when he drops back to pass, he's launching off of that right foot. He's pushing off that right foot. So that's a, if that's going to affect the calf injury going forward, that could potentially worsen it to something worse than a calf injury. If it's an Achilles, they're going to be kicking themselves. Sit him right now, get him back after the bye, and then go forward in week eight. Harry Lyles Jr. I don't even think it's a question. You've got to rest him. This is your investment. This young man has already taken you to a Super Bowl. He has had 
the Chiefs number up to this point. You have to rest him because again, he hasn't looked like himself and that is the most alarming thing out of all of this. It is so hard to get just a decent quarterback in the NFL. You perhaps have one of the three to five best. You need to rest him, let him take his time. The schedule doesn't look that daunting moving forward. To Courtney's point, the bye will be coming up as well. Let him get his rest, let him get right so you can have a very bright future and not just a good season. Kevin Blackstone. Yeah, that yards per attempt that he has right now is incredible. I mean, that leads to the fact that they lead the league right now in three and three and oh, um, three and outs uh, in in this league so far. You know, they paid him two hundred seventy-five million dollars for ten years to be there, not for ten games. All right, I understand so everybody's ready. Does anyone know who the backup quarterback is? For Cincinnati? Jake Browning. Yes. Jake Browning. It is Browning. Well, appreciate you guys at least mentioning the name. I, that, that was a change. I watched my Rams film. Yeah, you're watching your Rams film. I'm glad you brought up how, how daunting the Rams matchup is. <laughs> you said they should tank the season three weeks ago. Now it's all like, oh, these Rams They're are going incredible. to the playoffs. They're going to the playoffs. The Cincinnati team did start 0-2 last year, did win 10 straight. Whether you think they could win 10 straight, start a streak with Browning at quarterback, something different. But we'll move on. Buy or sell to Alabama QB shuffle. Nick Saban going back to Jalen Milrow as starter now for this week versus Ole Miss over Tyler Buckner and Ty Simpson. Milrow benched in the win over South Florida last week, but that win was the losiest win we've seen the Tide and Saban have in some time in the slop. Harry, you weren't at that game for Alabama. You did cover the Texas-Alabama game week before that. Does Alabama have a QB problem? Has Saban botched it with all the shuffling. It's definitely a tough situation, but I don't think Saban's botched it necessarily. He had Milrow in there because he is very clearly the most talented of all his quarterbacks. Because Texas did not go the way they wanted it to, they played Buckner, he's got the most game reps, and that to me is something that under, like obviously has been the biggest detriment to Jalen Milrow because as I've spoken to a Heisman winner here uh, during the summer, Charlie Ward, he said, hey, the one thing that helped my own development was the fact that I did, did not have those game reps. Once I got those, I became the player I knew I could be. Jalen Milrow needs that. It just so happened that they played Texas in week two. Follow up, because Saban said this. He said that Milrow showed good leadership while taking the seat last week. How do you read that? I think that helps. I think he wanted to see if he, if he was going to be a mature player. That's something that Saban's always had in his program, guys that are going to root for the men around him because that's sort of how they build each other up. It's a bunch of four and five stars making each other better. Kevin Blackstone. Well, they don't have a quarterback problem. They have a coaching problem through the first part of this season. Mm. That's not a move that Nick Saban ever should have made, and I would bet that at the end of the year he'll look back on that and regret that. Jalen Milrow, with that offensive line that can't block very well, is your best option under center because at least he can get away. And it's not gonna, But it's not going to get any easier against Ole Miss because guess what? Jay Golding, their defensive coordinator, where was he the last few years? Yeah. On the Alabama staff. Pete Golding, but yes, Pete Golding, but correct. Pete yes. Golding. Bill Plasky. I've never heard a coach say a quarterback was going to be a starter because he was a good cheerleader on the sidelines the game before. That's ridiculous. Millwall never should have been benched in the first place. They got an issue in KB's rights, a coaching problem. I think it goes to Tommy Reese. They have a new offensive coordinator. He wasn't really successful at Notre Dame as an offensive coordinator. I think he's trying to figure out these quarterbacks. They have three. They have. They have none. Gordy Cronin. 
A lot of people criticize Nick Saban for not attacking the transfer portal as much and for being so outspoken against it. Well, he did. He got Tyler Buckner. It just happened to be not so great of a pickup. All they needed to do was look at that, look at the game that they had against USF. They were 33-point favorites in that game, and they looked terrible with Ty Buckner and Ty, Tyler Buckner and Ty Simpson. Jalen Milrow is the only answer here going forward, but. Every quarterback they have is going to struggle behind an offensive line that gave up five sacks against the South Florida defense. Mm-hmm. Joe Plaschke, Harry Lyles Jr., thanks for your time today. Plaschke, I'm still calling you out on what you tried to do with the L.A. Rams. That was an incredible pivot you tried to make there. Courtney Cronin, Kevin Blackstone, showdown next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Courtney Crone and Kevin Blackstone. Good luck in showdown. Here's Brian Dayball with an upset update on Saquon Barkley. I'm not saying that he's out yet. He's, he's a quick healer. Um, I'm not saying he's in. He's out. We're going to take it all the way up with him uh, to, to Thursday. A quick healer and... A game-time decision for a short-week game? Do you believe Dayball there, Courtney, or is it strategy? All I believe is that this is a low ankle sprain versus a high ankle sprain. Brian Dable looked like a hostage there delivering that news. They play on Thursday. Saquon Barkley will not be playing. <laughs> Kevin Blagastan? If my doctor gave me a diagnosis like Brian Dable just gave, I would not believe it. Come on. <laughs> no healing? You don't believe in quick healing? So, no, so you both I say in this blue is, healers. Because he needs that strategic... <laughs> what, are they, what are they gonna think oh we don't know who to tackle they don't have a running back no we'll move on showdown two Kyle Schwarber last night look at this home run 483 feet his 45th home run of the year which matches the number of singles he has on the season also 45 he's batting 197 he has 99 RBIs Kevin what stands out most of those Schwarber numbers? Maybe that 483, because he's got two other 480-foot home runs this year, and you look at that red line, that's 500 feet. Come I on. I agree. That's 550 if it's an inch. Go ahead, Courtney. Tony, it's the next number. If he has one more RBI, that's 100 on the season to go along with 100 runs, 120 walks, 45 home runs, all while hitting under 200. Do you know how many players in baseball history have 45 home runs or 100 RBIs while hitting below 200? Zero. He would be the first. Gordy Cronin, FaceTime. Colts tight end Kylan Branson waited three years for his first touchdown in the NFL, and he commemorated it in a very interesting way, a fake newborn photo shoot to celebrate the moment that he scored his first (laughs) touchdown. I love the creativity. Um, Hats off to this guy. It's awesome. Oh, Lion King right there. There was a little bit of a Lion King situation as well. All right, we love that. Change with Tony Cronin. That's back-to-back wins. All right. We're at a 23-and-a-half-hour break. We'll see you tomorrow.